I'm Amuk. Madam Hexa. And Caitlin Case. And this is Trouble Comes in Three. This podcast discusses scandalous topics like communication and sexual health, along with kink, leather, and ethical non-monogamy. If you're under 18, please leave us and check out scarletteen.com. For those over 18, welcome and let's get naughty. So besides how wonderfully punny I am, what are we talking about, ladies? Terminology. This was actually a requested topic from my mother. (laughs) Which is great for multiple different reasons. It's good to have an involved family. Yes, sometimes. Well, she knows what we're doing, the podcast, Mm -hmm. and she was apparently watching something on TV somewhere and thought of us. Okay. So she's quasi aware of your lifestyle choices and is Oh, my mother is overwhelmingly aware of my lifestyle choices. <laughs> you know, that's good to know. Not yeah. everybody has a is open or is able to be open with their family True. in a um, positive way. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I do live very unapologetically. That's fair. And so a couple of years ago, by a couple of probably like six or seven. Just a couple. I started leaving little hints. Like my mom knew I was Polly, my mom knew that I was kind of in a kink. Uh, the educator, like educator portion of me. Right. She also knows that like I teach and things like that. Uh, she definitely added me to my grandparents in like the most adorably appropriate way she could accidentally out me to my grandparents about Fair kink. Uh, she told them that I was doing rope suspensions. Mm-hmm. Cool. Because mm-hmm. I was taking classes and, and at the time. Groovy. Told them, like, hey, yeah, she's doing rope suspension, but it's or rope bondage, but it's way better because, like, in the circus, they just use silks. Obviously, rope is so much safer. Oh, it's so much safer. Right? Oh, yeah. I like the angle. Everyone thinks that. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, they think from falling, you know. So I will spin. say... I've had a traumatic injury from silks, silks <laughs> that required major surgery but and having rope. to leave the circus. Uh, I have also had injuries in rope, but none of them have had have led to surgery. So she's still kind of right. So I've become her fountain of knowledge when it comes to all things sexual health and kinky and BDSM and polyamorous because she's raising... My niece, who's 15, and yeah, things... It's a new world, new horizons. Uh-huh. Conversations like, how do you handle masturbation? It's been a hot minute since her or my grandmother have had to have... Babies. The sex talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've had a lot of conversations about that. But we've sure. also had a lot of lifestyle conversations. Mm-hmm. Like, she knows all about our polycule. She knows about Your my sir. leather family. Yeah, yeah. She, Grandma tried to make my leather family, my sir and my alpha, who I call sir and alpha to my family... Tried to make them cookies. That's kind of sweet. During that's, a hurricane. Like, just in case. Sweet. We could, I think essentially like yeah. sweet. Yeah. yeah. So, while we were talking, she requested that we do, like, a 101 language course. Because like she's absolute ha- novice. Yeah. She's it like, you, overwhelming. Uh, the way she said it was, you need to make one for all the old people who have no idea what they're talking about. Like me. So. Yes. Okay. That's and as uh, Kitten said, the baby leathers, the baby leathers, the baby kinksters, um, and, and not baby in age, but just you're new to experience. the lifestyle. Experience. Um, you can be new at any age yes. bracket. So at all ages. <laughs> so yeah. So we have some terms that we've written out, and we're gonna kind of run through things. I think. Yep. Give basic definitions. Maybe a little 
background on name and commentary. Lord knows we cannot keep to yeah. this topic. That's all right well, though. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, people tune in as much for our glowing information as they do for our bubbly personalities. This is another <laughs> champagne joke, isn't it? It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I'm not even mad. Uh, let's uh, get the big one out of the way. B D S M. All right. So I'm going to take that one. Do it. Okay. BDSM is actually an acronym. Mm -hmm. Most people think when they hear BDSM, it's just like the term for all that kinky shit the freaks Mm -hmm. do. Mm -hmm. Kind of actually is that. Uh, It's actually a combination of three different combos of words. Mm -hmm. So it's bondage and discipline, dominant submission, sadomasochism. Mm -hmm. General term that kind of just covers the bracket. You can engage in S&M and not have the BD. You can have DS without the S&M. But it's just kind of like an umbrella term. Yeah. Yep. Similar to kink is an umbrella term, mm-hmm. but right. this one actually means things. Right. Yes. Right. All right. So now that we have got that out of the way, yeah. let's talk about things we hear a lot about. So yeah. I think the big one... What, what All right, I was going to say, you had actually used one of the terms that we were going to talk about today earlier when you were sharing the story about your family. You talked about outing to your grandparents. So we should probably talk about what outing means. So um, being out uh, is kind of short for like being out of the closet, which is something that's pretty commonly understood for uh, if you're LGBT mm-hmm. in the queer community, you come out of the yeah. closet. Same thing in kink. Some people are out. I am hella out. Like, very much some people at my office know from my day job. Pretty much anyone who knows me in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. My face is on the internet. Yeah. My other body and parts are on the a padlock around your throat. Um, I do. So it's kind of like a big billboard saying, I'm into some shit. I'm into <laughs> some shit, yeah. Uh, so being out... And different people have different levels of being out. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can be out to your friends, but not out to your family. Sure. Or out to yeah. your friends and family, but not out to general public. Yeah. Outing is something, it's an action. So it's when somebody else outs you without your permission. Mm-hmm. So my mom outing me to my grandma. Not that I was hiding anything from my grandma or grandpa. I just wasn't necessarily shoving it in their face. Mm-hmm. But my mom telling them, hey, a muck does rope bondage and suspension without asking me can I tell them that you do this thing is outing me in my case it went over quite well uh fairly certain they might have been kinky um (laughs) a lot of the cases not necessarily but not all the cases are like that I'm super lucky yeah Mm -hmm. most people you know if you out someone they could lose their job Mm -hmm. they could lose their place to live Mm -hmm. Uh, not everyone has protections. Not everybody is in a space where they can do that. Right. And it's not your choice to out someone. So we try to be careful when we do those things. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I kind of, I'm, I'm similar to you in being out for the most part. Um, if people ask, I tell them. Um, my face is on the internet too and other body parts. Oh, <laughs> um, And... Everything, but my mom. My mom actually outed me to herself, but <laughs> because when she I had, discovered it, is it sort of? So I had. Well, I guess we're. 
I guess in a way my sister outed me to my mom inadvertently without knowing herself because she found some papers in my room that my grandpa's dog had spilt water on and those papers happened to be copies of my um, letter of consideration. Oh, and dear. my sister knew, I always told her, like, if you go in my room for any reason, I was like, you do not read anything. You do not read anything. Like, you, if you're going in to grab, like, well, a shirt or something. Your, your sister's young. Yes, my sister is young. She's under 18. Yeah, so she, not ready to have that yeah. conversation with her yet. She's not ready to have that conversation, more importantly. Right. Um, and so she had, my mom always taught her, if you spill water on paper, you just lay them all out and they'll dry. So yeah, she yeah. was trying to be like a little sister and she laid them oh, all out on the kitchen oh, counter yeah. to yeah. dry. And I came home. Oh, the kitchen counter? Oh, yeah. coloring pages and stuff right, in yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, what is yeah. all this? And she goes, oh, well, um, Aggie spilled water in your room, and so I wanted to uh, I wanted to dry them, but don't worry, I didn't read any oh, of it. I remember what you told me. Aww. I was like, okay. I was like, cool, but then your mother. You. But I didn't, like, look through the papers because oh, yeah. I that I had picked up all the copies of, like, my rough drafts and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and so my mom came home, and she was, like, shuff- like shuffling through them, and she ended up, boy, she's like, what is this? And so she ended up reading the whole thing. And found out some information she did not want to know about me. I didn't so. have to. I didn't have to come out to my family. My mother's lifestyle, so I didn't have to come out to my family. Um, up until recently, uh, kind of just kept it out of my sister's ear because she was mm-hmm. a bit more on the middle side. No, turns out she's into <laughs> some shit too. So now <laughs> I can be like, oh, now you have to hear about everything. <laughs> Uh, but till then, I used to say when we would host uh, rope bondage night here at my home, mm-hmm. I would uh, say we're having a tea party. Oh, I love it. We all have scene names, which we'll get to in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. But for me, my scene name and my legal first name, mm-hmm. I don't separate those as much. Mm-hmm. Like, you, if you find one, you can generally find the other. Yeah. It's not a concern right. because I, I teach so publicly. But like you... Use a different name. Yes, a very different. So you have, yeah, yeah. So um, I so I actually I've had people find my like my legal name um and everything. I mean, it's a concern to a degree because I do I am so young that I do keep in mind I do have a future of careers yeah. and yeah. there is still that stigma around the this internet all. is forever and the internet is forever. And so while my face is on the internet, like most things populate whatever, I do help hold that degree of separation mainly because I don't want anything coming back on my family. I do have an underage sister. I do have family um, that holds religious beliefs that I don't want their personal lives to be affected for my choices. So it's not so much that I don't want people to know who I am and who the real me is, air quotations for you that aren't here. Um, It's that I don't want people being able to connect me back to other family members. Right. Just for respect of them. And if you have any doubt, this is very, very much the real us. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 There is no persona. This is just our insanity. No. You know, I think we're nicer here. So, C-names historically were part of protecting yourself right. from being outed. Yes. Um, they were really common in the gay community, especially in the 40s and 50s, because you couldn't... Couldn't be gay. Not be gay. Legally. Yeah. And then you certainly couldn't be doing sodomy and S&M and mm-hmm. all yeah. this stuff. And so, C-names are just different names that we go by they're a chosen name mm-hmm. um sometimes they're given to us by partner or family depending mm-hmm. on your community 
Other times, it's just one you picked. Mm-hmm. Right. And it may change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Depending on, so... Um, evolution of self, evolution of scene name. Right. Like, so I go by Madame Hexa, which is actually a perversion of my motorcycle road name. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, which happened at, at an event I went to. Um, it just, I don't know how that confusion happened, but ended up being Madame Hexa. I rolled with it. I like it. But a lot of people in my local community refer to me as Freudine because I'm a German. Um, and that was actually my is my online handle as well, mm-hmm. like for online social. And that's how I was yeah. introduced to you. Exactly, and I and I respond to both. I use so Madame Hexa. I I think now mainly for like online, like for my Instagram and for online persona, using Madame Hexa as well as more formal leather mm-hmm. capital L leather events. But for like play events or things like that, most people know me by Freudine. So yeah. I I don't really have a preference. One just seems a little more formal than the other. And you said um, in Germany, it's also called a line name? So the line name is a little bit different in the sense that when you're going through training in like a formal leather context, so when you're like, I want to be part of the this scene, this lifestyle, you know, in Europe, a lot of the times you start, you have to start on the S side. Like we discussed on our first episode, you work your way up. If that's what you want to do, some people don't ever want to get to D-type. Mm-hmm. It's not like an end goal it's a different path you know and that's what they they try to explain to you you don't have to go there if you don't want to they encourage you even if you're on the side to learn to top in certain skill sets but it's a lot more strict and when we get into like top bottom switch discussion we'll we'll come back to that Mm -hmm. um but the line name is more of like when if i'm gonna train somebody i wouldn't have them use madame hexa or Freulein because those are my scene names those are my names this is an identity to me and somebody you're you're training most likely is not going to stay with you it's like boarding school you're with them for the year and some change then they go off or they join a community or join a family or something like that and you kind of pass them off so you would then adopt a name specifically for training and specifically not just for that one person but in that training period I mean, I use Lady Amok mm-hmm. when I'm doing pro-dom stuff. Pro-dom stuff. Yeah. If I'm top, like if I've got that kind of relationship with someone, mm-hmm. it's Lady Amok. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Everyone else, just a muck. it's just a muck or, or running a muck. A muck. A muck. A muck. A muck. Cue the bouncing. Give myself a black eye with a boob. That's I'm not wearing a very supportive bra. So that was like I'm not oh, wearing. I'm, I'm not wearing any bra. So. I'll probably end up well, with no pants at some point. That's fair. That's because it's comfier. Yes. But so. let's so let's let's talk about like top bottom switch. Yes. Let's okay. do that since we're kind of running with a theme. Hey, look, we have we have all of these things. Top yes. Bottom switch. <laughs> um, Why don't you take this one? Why don't you talk a little about the difference between top bottom okay. and how and it differs from, from dominant submissive? Oh, yeah. yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, so top and bottom generally is used a lot in the context of um, like if you're going to play with someone. And so you can be a top for a scene. So someone might top for wax play. Someone might top for spanking. And then there would be the person receiving it, which would be the bottom. So the top is the person giving out or acting the action. And then the bottom would be the someone receiving it. Top is giving the action, bottom Um, receiving the action. That is it. No other connotation. No other obligation. No. And so dominant submissive takes that one step further, um, I consider, and it's going to have that uh, um, almost power exchange context to it. So you're going to have um, the dominant who is going to be taking more control and the submissive who's going to be giving that control up, not just always for the scene. Um, And so it kind of takes the top bottom. A dom is still topping. 
Um, or a dom can even bottom for some things. Mm -hmm. And so it's not definitive of um, if you're a dom, you're automatically a top. Um, I know doms that bottom for a lot of things, especially wax play, super therapeutic or impact. It's hot stone massage, right? An interesting thing that I've run into when I've taught classes is that I use top and bottom to describe the person doing the thing, the person receiving the thing. Mm -hmm. Right. But if I'm teaching in a gay male yes. space, different. Yes. It's, it's a different, different connotation. Different context. To me, I'm like, yes, but the top is still giving and the bottom is still receiving. But right. they don't use it in the same way. For them, they use dominant as, or dom as the person doing the thing mm -hmm. and sub as the person receiving the thing, regardless of whether there is a power exchange or not. So part of it, it's that the difference between I, I came up predominantly in the het pan side of things mm -hmm. right, versus the gay kink side of things mm -hmm. and that like translation difference between yeah. the two so now it's important to know your audience yes um and it's important to recognize that sometimes there is differences like that and sometimes that's why you have to just explain yourself further you know, i generally give a disclaimer if i'm in those spaces and say this is the term i'm using normally yeah. this is the term i'm used to i will try to use dom sub but because of the space however if i say top bottom please you understand know what i mean being a dominant and using it, the term that we described mm -hmm. as the power exchange context, you can top or bottom. Yes. Not so much in Europe. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think very indicative American old guard as well, right? Yes. So I know the in our The expression family, is switch in another town. Yes. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of places where switching between the two, not allowed. Not acceptable. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I actually do know quite a few people in the central Florida area who have either had to come up here from down south or come up here or come down here from up north in the state because in their home community or even other states, I know mm -hmm. someone from a totally different state, because in their home communities, it was not allowed. Mm -hmm. I know in training in our family, when we were having a night, I think we were doing fire cupping. Mm -hmm. Uh, the S types were not allowed to be in the space while the D types were being cupped. Not because it was bad or I shouldn't know. Like I was literally just coloring in the bedroom mm -hmm. with the other S types. However, when they were learning and they were practicing on each other, they were in the room. Right. When they were going to practice on us, we were allowed to come back mm -hmm. out. Right. So, so I, think, I think in part of that is if you have a power exchange, and your S-type sees you as a D-type bottoming for something, it can, I don't think it should, but it can change the perception yeah. of the relationship. Well, not only that, but even roles reverse, like you both fuck my sir. Um, so you know. We do. In a vanilla context, though. Yeah. I don't well, yes. So, but, so here's the thing, though. But he bottoms for different things for what? both of you that he... <laughs> 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 um, Why, yes, he but does. there are things <laughs> that he... He definitely does feel hung up inside about sometimes. And he was very, very nervous to, like, let people know that he wanted to bottom for those certain things. Because right. he, in his mind, he's like, but I'm your dom. So people have to see me as your dom. And if they know I'm bottoming for things, they're no longer going to see me as a D-type. They're just going to label me as a switch. Which which is the fear. And at the same time, switch is not a dirty word. Can we get that off the table? Switch right. is not a dirty word. But to be honest, to, so to, be honest to be honest, as far as I use switch in the top-bottom sense. 
if using in the top bottom sense, I am a switch. I like to bottom for rope. There, I like to bottom for myself. Does that count? Like I yes, yeah, inflict things on myself. Right, you know what I mean. Um, I don't use it in the sense of power exchange, but in the sense of action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would consider myself a switch. But I think people, especially in the D type D types, and I'm going to speak as a D type, often becomes a dick swinging competition, mm-hmm. and I hate it. This is not a competition on who's like the dummy, dummy, dum, dum, dum. I promise my dick is better, bigger than any mm-hmm. of the ones, and it fucking glows in the dark. Right, because I so bought mine. And right. you can just shove it inside me and then walk away and do something. Right? Oh, I yeah, don't have to too. be attached to it. But um, the the point is, there is a hang up, and I and I know it's got it. Part of it is to do with tradition, but I think in your sir's example is. He's a dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, hate, sure. I hate to say it that way, but he's like, he's a big bloke. He's what? Yeah. Six, what well, he, six, that he's giant. Six, five. Yeah, six but... five. He's giant. Like he's a big, he's a man's man is what, you know, the expression. Mm-hmm. So for him to want to bottom in anything, but especially something that would be seen as, you know, feminizing or not manly. Yeah. I can see where that would be a, an insecurity, an unnecessary insecurity, yeah. but insecurity nonetheless. And there are, I I'm the same as you. I identify as switchy in my play. Right. Uh, like I talked about on the first episode, like most people know me as a top. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that. I do like being dominant in certain settings with certain clients. I really enjoy it. Yeah, However, sure in my personal relationships, I tend to very much prefer to go the other direction. You and mentioned sadomasochism, though. Should we should we talk about what the hell that is? Yeah. Those two terms separated and then together? Yeah. So I, I can do the separated if you want to do, do it together. together. Okay, cool. Um, so sadism is receiving pleasure from inflicting pain on another person um, consensually. Uh, not pain, confu- pain or fear. Pain or fear. Oh, yes. So fear mental sadism. Ooh, mental mind sadism. Oh, oh, fuck. When I see that look in his eyes, I come at him with something. I don't even have to hit him. I'm already gonna tingle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then um, masochism is the <laughs> masochism is the counterpart to sadism. So it's receiving um, pleasure or gratification for receiving pain or mental pain. Right. Pain, so. agony, distress. Yes. Huh. All the very hot and bothered things. And together. What does it mean together? Sadomasochism as well. So it's someone who both likes to give and receive pain. Um, It can be... This is so... I'm not a sadomasochist. And so my... I know both of you are. My understanding of it is it's someone who likes to give and receive, sometimes to themselves. Right. That's another thing. The other, the other definition of a sadomasochist as an individual is someone who only likes pain if it's inflicted on themselves. Okay. I think it's used generally if yeah. you do both. Yeah. Like, I only like pain if I do it to myself. I'm that kind of person. I was like, I wonder if this will hurt. And you're like, you're poking your own bruises yes. and that kind of thing. Or I like to do torture rope on myself. Oh, I love torture bondage. And it's also, <laughs> sadomasochism is also can, also an umbrella term right. for yeah. any kind of play that involves like pain, distress, mm-hmm. fear. Pushing a limit in some sort. So how do you know when you're going out to a bar or a club or an event? How do you know what people are into without striking up a conversation? Is there some kind of hint or clue that we could rely on at certain events? Almost like a signal of some sort. Almost like a flag. (gasps) Oh, flagging! (laughs) (laughs) We're just that in tune. (laughs) 
so flagging is I really like it. I just recently started using it. Um, I didn't it, what learn it, about Tell us what it is. Okay, so it, it is basically using, um, a lot of people call it the hanky code. Mm -hmm. um, so people use handkerchiefs or um, bandanas for uh, representing what they're into. And so there's a, um, a hanky code list that goes through the colors and what they mean. And so people will wear different colored hankies mm -hmm. as a conversation starter of this is some shit I'm into. We'll <laughs> caveat that, but there are several versions of this list. Yes. East coast it's, of the US, yes. West coast, so lesbian. Generalized um, by, reg by regions. Um, and then there's also a difference in flagging what you're into versus flagging what you want to receive. And so, so top and bottom. Yeah. So top and right. bottom. Um, so tops will generally flag on the left yep. and bottoms will generally flag on the right. Um, some switches I've seen just tuck it in the middle to signify that they're open to topping or bottom or they'll wear two separate ones in each pocket. Do you know where the hinky coat came from? Gay leather so. culture? Ding, 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 ding. Just so we're clear, that will be the answer to a lot of these questions. Yes, yes. So again, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, being gay, already problematic, especially mm -hmm. in that 50s, 60s range. Being gay and kinky, you were a subsect of a subsect. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, and you're ostracized. So you couldn't walk into a bar necessarily and just walk up to somebody and be like, hey, what I you I want to suck your cock. Like, <laughs> right. Do you want to choke me out later? <laughs> so they had, they started to develop different ways that they could literally flag. Mm -hmm. Hankies were popular. People carried them around anyway. Yeah. It was normal. So different colors started doing symbolizing different things. Mm -hmm. If it was red or if it was blue or if it was gray. Or my favorite, black. Or black, which is hard S&M. Mm -hmm. uh, was a way to signal to other guys in the bar what you were into. So when you walked up, you weren't wasting your time cruising somebody who, you know, as an S-type... You didn't ask, walk up to another S-type or submissive mm -hmm. and start to cruise them because... And realize that nothing's happening. So it was a way to kind of identify that. That and um, also what... It's something that I would at least consider a part of flagging is um, people using their keys was something that I learned about about a year ago at my first like big like leather conversation thing. And so... Um, a super simple way in a super not obvious way is they would hook their keys either to the left belt loop or the right belt loop, top or bottom. Um, and if they were out, it meant they were open for someone to approach them. They were looking to play. They were looking to fuck. And if they were tucked into that front pocket, it meant that they're still a top, but they're taken or they're not looking tonight. And it was a... I've got keys. I'll take you back to my place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hosting. I could host. You could okay. host. If it was out invisible, it was you I could host. host. Okay. And you had transportation. So oh. that's for the gents. Let's talk a little bit about the leather dykes. Yes. Ooh, because yes. let us not forget our ladies and leather. So you know that trend where you paint the ring finger a different color from the other nails? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is leather dyke culture. Oh. They would paint that nail a different color. That was your flag color. Speaking and it was which, mine left is hand. currently gray mine on perfect. both sides. Mine are always super sharp and black, but that's fine. So always left finger or right finger, same concept, but it was more discreet. And as a woman, we tend to talk with our hands anyway. You're probably going to see my gesture, and then you're going to know what I'm into immediately. Now it's a trend. So now you can't really, you can't look at a girl and be like, is she into chicks? Well, I don't know, because now it's trendy. 
but it used Check to, to see the length of the two, first yes. two. Not always <laughs> true because not always true. I have sharp and pointy, <laughs> right? But, but you know that's what vinyl gloves are for, um, or latex gloves. <laughs> okay. Because even for you know a lot of times when we talk about gay culture, we talk about male gay yes. culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very similar rules applied, if not the exact same rules applied to being lesbian. Yeah, it was adopted. Be, it, it was adopted around the same time because there was not a space for queer women to go. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, we know that the leather bars and the gay male bars started from like the biker clubs and things like that. They kind of came to birth at the same time. There was really no place for women to get their S&M on. And so out of necessity, they just adopted the cultures that existed and they modeled themselves. It changed a little bit, obviously, because some things were no longer applicable mm-hmm. given certain body parts. And we'll do a whole episode on history. history. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and I will be a very eager student and I will actually do my homework and write questions. Right. Because it's definitely stuff that I'm still a baby to in the sense of it's super new to me. So, <laughs> service with a capital S is... Not service like you're going and getting your car service like at an at like the uh well you could maybe but <laughs> I was I was wagging my eyebrows at a bit like um, I mean. it's almost in like having an, a serv- a heart of service which is a very big deal in the leather community and so it's providing that service whether you're a bottom or a top an S type or a D type it's giving back to your community and the greater community. Um, and so a lot of like the leather organizations fundraise not only for the kink community, but for organizations outside of the kink community. Yes, we donate to children's yes. hospitals. Get Lots over it. <laughs> so like for me right now, my service with a capital S looks like serving my community events. And so I do education, um, volunteering at events to help them run better and run smoother for the people who want to come and just learn. Um, it's a giving of it, yourself. It's a giving of myself. And it's a giving of myself outside of a power exchange dynamic. Right. My service isn't limited to just my sir. It spans far beyond that. Right. So it's things like your time. It's things like your energy. It's mm-hmm. things like your knowledge. Yes, you could donate. So we could say your um, your resources. Mm-hmm. But it could be people you know that could help out. that you yeah. or, or your resources as well. So in, in trying not to use the word service to define service. Yes. It is a giving of oneself for a greater good, basically. Yes. Um, it's volunteerism at its heart. Mm-hmm. You know what and I mean? It's, and it's, um, I think it's generally also the giving without expecting there's no to get something back. Yeah. Right, exactly. You're not, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this because they will pay. Well, sometimes it's a pay, but like the expectation of getting something in return. Right. It's or what you're, you're able to do. Right. Or not doing it to be seen doing it. No. Right. Yeah. So, what about power exchange? <laughs> since we're talking about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, since we're talking about it. Power exchange. <laughs> I'll go for it. Okay. I was like, uh, wait, me? Sorry, boobs in my face that aren't my own. Sorry. I was... Oh, Distracted. There's just so many pretty things in my face, y'all. <laughs> um, this is why I actually like the corner spot. Yeah. I think it's That's great. It's the old that uh, was given to us by nature. Uh, so, power exchange is... a. This dy- will be the Patreon video. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. So power exchange is the dynamic between individuals where one person or persons has more energy over the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we think of in, in like non-kinky, sexy time world, if we think bosses and employees, mm-hmm. right? teachers and students, parents and children, mm-hmm. those are all power exchanges 
that generally we haven't negotiated, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you know, or when you signed your uh, contract for your job, you are that's your negotiation. That's your negotiation. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have a lot of feedback no. in that as much. No, not as here much. are the rules. Oh, well, okay, then. okay, <laughs> yeah, I accept um, them. <laughs> but those are all power exchanges. Right. There is one person who has power and one person who has n- has less power or a different power. Right. Um, it's on a sliding scale. Right. You have very low power exchanges or you can have a total power I say exchange. intensity. So like yeah. Yeah. intensity, I would say was more casual. Casual makes it sound dismissive. I don't ever want to call someone's relationship casual. So I say lower intensity mm-hmm. versus a higher intensity. So an MS slave dynamic might be more intense. A child probably can't tell them their parent to fuck themselves. Not well anyway, no. Without getting disciplined. Right, exactly. Yeah. There's yeah. a discipline there. Uh, if you tell your boss to fuck themselves you probably at work, you might, get you might get fired. There's a consequence there. So there's expressly determined roles for each of the sets of individuals involved. Mm-hmm. Right. When we come into the kinky lifestyle, definitions still hold true. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's it's more than two people involved, but right. for sake of simplicity, let's mm-hmm. use two. We'll yeah. just use two. Because uh, in my case, there's three oh. and a half. Yeah. Four. Um, <laughs> well, he's in training, so he's, he's a, a baby. He's, he's in, in consideration. consideration. Yes. He's in consideration, so we still have. But so there can be, and <laughs> there are more than one person in each role. But for simplicity of explanation, let's use D and yes. We'll have good. one D and one S. One person is dominant. Mm-hmm. They're going to quote have the control of mm-hmm. the relationship. Be the boss, quote quote. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. the boss. They're generally going to be the primary decision maker the directive leader when it comes to how things are going to go on a daily day basis, depending on con- like contracts and negotiations. Mm-hmm. The S type is the one that, again, quote, is giving up the power. Mm-hmm. Everyone's DS looks different. This is yeah. not a one-size-fits-all thing. Right. There's... And lots of different things fall into... The DS umbrella. Power yeah. exchange, power exchange DS umbrella. Yeah. umbrella. Yeah. So power exchange is this overarching term that talks about any relationship where there is a unequal conscious consenting disbalance in the relationships. It's not abuse. Everyone is doing it of their free will. Mm-hmm. If they're not doing it of their free will, that is abuse. That's a whole nother conversation yes. we'll right. have later. But it's a consenting situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Things like 1950s household where you're reenacting that like ideal 1950s what's on the postcard heteronormative ideal that if you choose to have it within your relationship is a form of of ds of power Mm -hmm. exchange um master slave like madame hexa and her boy that is also a power exchange they have a dynamic we talk a lot about baby girl boys whether it's your boy or our boy our shared boyfriend any of the rest of our polycule. Uh, I know what this a fun word. Ah. <laughs> um, I also I also use polyconstellation. Polyconstellation. It's becoming a we're fucking pretty to look at. I have a fucking diagram, y'all. I will share it with you because I believe it is accurate for all of us. Because yeah. I included all of your humans. Polycule, polyconstellation um, are kind of just bastardization words yeah. of cute words uh, for polyamory. Mm-hmm. Polyamory is a form of ethical non-monogamy. What oh my that? god, does that mean you just fuck everyone and cheat on your partners? That would be unethical. <laughs> <laughs> so the really important ter- part of that is ethical non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. So what so, does it mean to be ethical? 
So non-monogamy is having non-monogamous relationships. Monogamy being one one partner. Traditionally, the actual term is one partner for life. Mm-hmm. What most people... I'm sorry. <laughs> Madam Hex's face was like... The if that was a face, if that noise was a face, that was her face. <laughs> She's like having none of that. So most people actually practice what's called serial monogamy. Right, yeah. Um, and I say most, it's just what is generally accepted. It's not even most people. So what's generally acceptable is serial monogamy. You're having one relationship at a time, and then you have a series of them, a serial of them yeah. throughout the course of your life. What a lot of people think of when they think of what is, quote, appropriate rom- like romantic relationships. Those relationships are also generally romance, heterosexual, and sexual and in nature. baby making. It's, you know, the idea is you have a partner, you're going to get with a partner, you're going to date that partner who's, it's a heteronormative relationship, you're going to climb the escalator, you get married, get a house, have pop out babies. children. Two kids, white picket fence. Get divorced. Start again. Yep. <laughs> That's serial monogamy. Yeah. <laughs> Not actual monogamy. <laughs> so you have this idea of you have one partner or one partner at a time. Mm-hmm. Not everyone works that way. Mm-hmm. And it's also not historically the norm. There are lots of communities and cultures, both now and in history, that practi- practiced non-monogamy, which is developing relationships that may or may not include sex with more than one person overlapping. The important portion of this is the ethical version. Mm-hmm. Ethically doing this is when everybody has knowledge and a say. Everyone is consenting. We talk about that a lot of in our kink talk, consent mm-hmm. versus abuse. Same applies to your monogamous versus non-monogamous relationships. Consenting to have, whether it be an open, swinging, monogamish. Monogamish. <laughs> um, or poly relationship, it's the consent. The people right. are agreeing to... Whatever flavor right, they like. Sometimes those flavors shift. I know right, sure. people who start swinging and poly and then just back and like they were closed and then they're monogamous and they're open. Like, so it's You're a, allowed to evolve. It's yes. fine. You're allowed to evolve. The nice thing about it is that it also takes the emphasis in a lot of cases off of the romantic and the sexual bit of the relationship. Yes. It allows for... Are there asexual over here? Are there like, asexual? Got her pom-poms also out. Also the mono of the group. Well, mono-ish. If we're going by your alpha definition, then... What is your alpha's definition of mono-ish? Because oh. I'm technically in a romantic relationship So she would be asexual. What? But polyromantic. I would believe so that. So she is asexually monogamous, but polyromantic. Meaning yes. she can... And that's, again, that like separation of... Sex doesn't equal relationship. Relationship Relationship doesn't equal sex. Right. Sex doesn't equal love. Right. Love doesn't equal romance. Exactly. Yes. So, like, our relationship is a generally asexual relationship, Mm -hmm. but we have the... So, it's, like, platonic on that part because with the kitty... We're generally not fucking her. Generally. (laughs) There are times. Asexual can be a little gray sometimes. Right. So, you know, we don't have the sexual situation. However, we do have a very committed emotional emotional relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. While we joke about, like, the metas is a thing, like, 
but we also all say like we're girlfriends like right. it's yeah. a thing and it's so fun something that evolved like when we first started out we were very much so just metas but then we started hanging out more but then we go back to when my sir first got a date with you me pouting and saying no fair i was supposed to have the date first <laughs> that's cute dad. Um, so for me a lot of my hang up um is i had a really bad experience with poly i tried it mm -hmm. once before i realized i was asexual basically um it was practiced non-ethically because it was just him and I, and then about three or four weeks in, he was like, oh, by the way, here's this other girlfriend I just took on. I was like, what? And he's like, yeah. And then I got, um, we were in a DS, and so I I stayed up late the night before a test because I wanted to talk to him because we were on different time schedules. We were three hours right, apart. Okay. It was a no rule, or there wasn't a rule or anything that I had to tell him like my school schedule was or anything. And so I wake up the next morning. I was like, man, I'm really tired. I have to go to this test. He goes, oh, you stayed up late on a test night? I was like, well, yeah. I was like, it was the only you. night you were available, so like, I wanted to talk to you. And so he took that as being able to punish me by making me watch him Skype the other girl, but not acknowledging me. But told her that I was just into a cuck, like a cuckold situation, cuck queen that situation. That feels a lot like non-ethical. Oh no, it was very that is really non-ethical. Very non-ethical, like very abuse, uh, abusive. And so, but that was my only view on Polly. Mm. And so I was very much so against Polly. I can see that. Yeah, that's pretty um, shy. And so, and for that, like, I always consider myself very, very mono, but I also did not have that separation of sexuality and, ro like, romantic relationship side. Okay, yeah. Um, and so... Which is ingrained to us as we grow up in society yeah. that you, if you love somebody, if you're romantic with somebody, you're going you to have to have sex with them. with them. You have to have a sexual relationship. Yeah. And yeah. that's and the only person you're going to have and a relationship with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why I was 22 before I found out that I was asexual, even though, like, looking back, which, I could be like, oh, Which, yeah. by the way, I, I think was not too late because I feel like you know imagine if you'd been like 42 in the face there are there are like if you'd spent your talking um, like honestly talking with my grandmother um about it because it came up she's like there's a word for that I was oh like God, what do you mean think, oh maybe and she, she goes and she goes oh my God, like funny. I just I've never really like wanted that like I knew it was a thing and I knew that like sis, like my mom wanted me to have kids like I kind of wanted to have kids but I didn't really want to like procreate the them. children um oh, and so like no, there's a word. lot of people who just they've been it for so long but there was never a word for it, a term we probably for just it. they were just wrong broken yeah oh, um or words. they just weren't trying hard enough or they just hadn't met the right person all of the things we still hear people tell us today there wasn't as much interaction with being able to find people who also felt that way right, right. and to kind of have that community within itself and so it was kind of hard for me when we all started being our little our little girlfriend gang oh, because gee, gee, gee. I, I still was very set in that mindset of we well, no, I can't be, but like yeah. I can't be dating them though because like we're not we don't have a sexual relationship even though I know I'm asexual and don't even really have sex with my sir right like in my brain I was like well no I'm still mono they're just my metas it was something that like took time to like get into and then I think it was a muck actually who called me her girlfriend first I was like what oh yeah no I guess and Actually, I it was your alpha. It, <laughs> it was, was my <laughs> alpha who did it because I was being excessively like considerate of the fact that like nope, she she identifies as mono. This is not the type of relationship she wants at this time. Right. Yeah. Even though we're doing all the things that for me would check and those boxes. Right. I um, was not going to be the first one to find the girlfriend. So as soon as she did, like two months later, I was like, 
Yeah! Well, um, so it was funny though because it was actually we had planned a day. My sir was off doing something. I don't I don't think it was a date with you. I think he was seeing his grandparents or something. Okay. It was a night of leather social. And I was like, I th- I'm thinking about going, but they're like I have a very small friend group there that I generally like right, magnetize so. to. Mm-hmm. Um and you weren't going to be there. I think you were out of town. Oh. And so Amok and her family invited me out. That is nice. Um and so Beforehand, she's like, well, do you want to grab dinner or something? And I was like, yeah, sure. And so we went to IHOP. And so we we went to IHOP and we shared a meal. No, and then we went to the so bar cute. and we bought, like, I think I bought her drinks because she bought dinner. Right. And yeah. then, so her alpha comes up to me. And he said something to her because I think he was trying to, like, get her to say something and she didn't want to. Right. Yeah. And so he goes... Well, I'm not going to say it. I was like, wait, and now I want to know. Like, you guys are obviously Tell talking me, about me. Yes. And so her alpha goes, I just need you two to accept that you're dating already and, like, leave it at that and then walks away. <laughs> that and sounds like, like something he would say. But it definitely did kind of get me to start really thinking about, mm-hmm. no, I can actually kind of sort well, not kind of sort of, like, I can actually date other people and I can have this, um, poly aspect to my relationships without it being sexual and for me sex sexuality is separated from play because i will sure as fuck let both of you beat the shit out of me hell yeah um <laughs> and so she filled out my list so i just need I to make did. time <laughs> now i just gotta make time and uh <laughs> set that shit up but yeah so that's was sort of off topic but not really because totally we're talking top. about terms and whatnot all right, guys, this is your special guest closer, Shade Tree Surgeon. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Trouble Comes in Threes. Don't forget to subscribe to this YouTube channel, leave a like on the video, and a comment down below. Until the girls return, make sure you keep it weird. <laughs>